Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is Bishop Joseph Walker outside at Church Nashville, Tennessee. And I want you to know you are ready for overflow. Listen, I think it's so often in our lives we're waiting for God to do great things. The fact is, is that sometimes it can be your time, but not your turn. You know, I remember one time having a doctor's appointment. I was supposed to be there. And I showed up at 8 o'clock and realized in the waiting room for other people. We had an 8 o'clock appointment. I was like, yo, how could you be at 8 o'clock and I'm at 8 o'clock? Until I realized the doctor was just trying to get us all in position. So once they got us in position, we were all filling out the paperwork. They started calling us one by one. And at that moment, I realized the doctor was in the building, so I couldn't trip. Also, when somebody went before me, I couldn't trip because I moved up in the line. The reality is that sometimes God just wants you to be in position. Because it can be your time, but not your turn. But what God has for you is going to happen. So the Bible says, man, be still and know that he's God. Because there are things that God is going to do and show you in this season. So here's what you do. Stop being frustrated about the process and start giving God glory for what he promised you. I want you to stay encouraged and keep your head up and know he's going to call your name. And overflow is headed in your direction. I'm Bishop Joseph Juan Walker III of the Mount Zion Church, Nashville, Tennessee. Follow me on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3. That's Joseph Walker 3. And let me know you are listening to the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Hey, man, that's, hey, that's a good word right there, man. Appreciate that. And uh, let everybody know how you can be reached. Hey, I want y'all to follow me on Instagram once again at Joseph Walker 3. That's Joseph Walker 3. And let me know you are listening to the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. <laughs> there it is, man. All right, man. Love you, man. Appreciate you always. You yes, All right, sir. Let's, let's go. Let's get into some music right here, y'all. Here we go, y'all. He's been good to me right here. Ricky Smiley Morning Show got your front page coming up next. All right, I got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Monday morning news. Leading news today, Chris Rock's live Netflix special was met with polarizing reviews, and we'll have a detailed conversation inside what's trending later in the show today. Here are other stories we're following this morning. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley made headlines, headlines after calling for mental competency tests for politicians over the age of 75. President Joe Biden, of course, turned 80 in November, and former President Trump also running this go-round is 76. Now, First Lady Jill Biden jumped in the chat, dismissing the proposal during a sit-down with CNN, saying the calls were ridiculous and we would never even discuss something like that. Like that. Now, get this, Ricky, 87% of Republicans, 74% of independents, and 67% of Democrats support a competency test, according to a recent survey. 
In other news, it's Women's History Month, but sadly, the pay gap between men and women in the U.S. has shrunk by a mere two cents on the dollar in the past 20 years. The gap is even worse for black women who earn 70 cents less for every dollar earned by a white man. Lastly, Meta is slashing the price of its Quest 2 and Quest Pro virtual reality headsets in a bid to boost sales. The price of the 256-gigabyte MetaQuest 2 will drop from 500 to 430 while the higher-end MetaQuest Pro will go from $500 down uh, to $1,000. The price cuts come into effect on Sunday in the U.S. and Canada. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick look at news. For more on these stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Right, see what you got. Sports. Well, man, college hoops is uh, off the chain right about now because we're getting real close to March Madness, a lot of conference championship tournaments. I'm going to highlight the, some of the women's real fast because you already know I'm real close to women's hoops. Uh, number one, South Carolina wins their seventh SEC championship in the past nine seasons. They are 32-0 and 0 this season. Big up to Dawn Staley and everybody out there, man. Uh, Virginia Tech wins the ACC title. Iowa wins the Big Ten title. And the big breaking story that everybody's talking about is Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant apologizes for the video that surfaced of him live with obviously uh, on his Instagram in a strip club. He was waving a gun in the camera. Uh, listen, he apologized for it. He taken full responsibility to for his actions. He wanted to thank his um, apologize to his fans, his family, the, the, the city of Memphis, the Grizzlies for all of his actions. The Grizzlies actually has suspended John Morant until further notice. Uh, he said that he's going to take this time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with his stress and his overall well-being. And let me just say this, man. Uh, we You got to move better, Jai. We know you're 23 years old. You, you're one of the best, if not the best player in the NBA right now. The crew, your, your team, whoever's hanging around you, and even his pops. You know, shout out to his pops, man. Um... You got to be his dad. You know what I'm saying? And you got to make sure he's got to make he's got to be responsible for his own actions. But he's also got to be responsible for the crowd and the surroundings and everyone that hangs with him, his crew. You know, you got to it takes a village. So ain't making no excuses from the young brother. Obviously, I believe he's going to learn from this mistake. Take this time away. And uh, we'll see what happens when he gets back on the court. That's my quick sports report right there. Gary, what's up there, big dog? All right, y'all. We all know about Marcus Jordan and the beautiful Miss Larsa Pippins and their wonderful relationship. Well, now a lot of people are wondering if Marcus and um, Miss Larsa are going to stay together because somebody did research on Marcus and his financial um background and they're saying that he only makes like two million dollars a year which um added up to eighty thousand dollars a month so people wonder if Larson is really going to still stick around it because you know scotty was a multi-millionaire and he made a lot of money and with marcus only bringing in two million dollars i mean is two million dollars a lot of money rico is that i mean for somebody that's like a whole lot of money you crazy I mean, but Ricky, Scottie Pippen made millions of dollars, and this one we're going to leave millions for two? Yeah, I think it's 160-something <laughs> thousand per month. 83,000 per month would be a million, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, so the story yeah, said. it's a lot of money. His money, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't see her staying with him that long. I think you're just playing with him right now until the next millionaire come along. Because $82 million a year, and you left millions of dollars, honey, to be with a child. I, I, it, it just doesn't seem... You know that she really loved him like that, but then maybe well, she she's does. already gone from. Uh, she had already left Scottie Pippen years ago. Yeah, she did. She left, but I didn't. I thought they were going back and forth. But whatever situation, I, I just 
I feel so. Uh, she bad. was going back and forth between him and uh, uh, a rapper. Future. Yeah, future. Future. Yeah. yeah, future. And future. Well, I guess he have money too, but I, I guess he have more than two million. But I don't know. But anyway, let's keep Marcus lifted in prayer, y'all. That you know she don't break his heart and hurt him, honey. He got to go back home to his mom with him. Because I mean, at least his mama walked away with a hundred and like sixty million dollars from his dad when they divorced. So that was a lot of money. So, but poor Larsa. She might win later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the color today, honey, is one of my favorite colors. My color today, y'all, is Rilelion. On the high end, you say Rilelion, and on the low end, you say beautiful gold. That's your color for today, Ricky Smiley Morning. The hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. It's so hot, all right, Rick's Rally Morning Show. Time for the hot spot. What up, Rock? What up, man? Putting it down for the Brigadier Tap Man hot spot. We bring you music, movies, and more. Chris Rock has finally broken his silence about Will Smith slapping him at the 94th Annual Academy Awards nearly a year ago. During his live Netflix special, Chris Rock Selective Outrage on Saturday. Now, Rock blamed Smith's outburst on Jada Pinkett Smith's affair with singer August Alsina, where Jada referred to it as an entanglement in 2020. And he also went on to talk about his physical differences between him and Smith. First of all, I know you can't tell on camera, Will Smith is significantly bigger than me. We are not the same size, okay? We are not. It's got this guy, Will Smith does movies with his shirt off. You've never seen me do a movie with my shirt off. If I'm in a movie getting open heart surgery, I got on a sweater. Will Smith played Muhammad Ali in a movie. You think I auditioned for that part? He played Muhammad Ali. I played Pookie in New Jack City. Did anybody see this over the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. I watched it. What you think? I saw clips. I liked it. Uh, I think it was effective. I think he did what he was supposed to. You know, he he did what he was supposed to do. I think the expectation was so high that if if there are mixed reviews, it might be because of that. Because it's hard to live up to that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's my sentiment, too. Yeah, probably had really, really high expectations. But I thought it was the materials, uh, clever, the timing. Uh, it was funny. And, uh, man, it, uh, but I guess the question I have now, the, what do you think Will, I don't, of course, I don't think Will and Jada watch it, but, boy, he really slammed them. What, what do you think? I think using that as a closer was, was smart. I like the way he used that whole the whole Will Smith situation as a closer because everybody was waiting for it. Everybody was right. waiting for him to address it, and he to use that as a closer. Um, I thought I just thought it was good. I thought it was good. Chris Rock is a you know he's a legend. We're gonna have more clips, man, from the special coming up later on in the show. So stay tuned for that. From one Chris to another Chris. Chris Brown has reportedly been questioned by the UK police for his alleged involvement in an altercation at a club that left an unidentified man hospitalized last month. According to Radar Online, Brown and his entourage went to a tape nightclub at Hanover Square in London after his performance at the O2 Arena. Shortly after he arrived, the fight broke out between Brown's crew and another club uh, and other club patrons. As a result, a man was allegedly struck in the head with a bottle and assaulted by uh, Brown's crew once he tried to flee the club. Once the fight was broken up, law enforcement was called and the man was rushed to the hospital and released with non-life-threatening injuries. According to All Hip Hop, 
A witness who allegedly saw everything unfolded said that a fight broke out with a guy in Brown's crew and the man was hit over the head with a bottle. He tried to get up off the ground to escape, but he was surrounded and then punched and kicked before security broke it up. Brown is currently overseas for the UK leg of his Under the Influence tour. I'm Rock Teasy putting it down for the bra brat. That's the hot spot coming up next. I got the Rock T joke of the day. Get ready for that. It's going to be funny as always, man. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, Rick's Mountain Morning Show. It is about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, so you know what that means. It's time for Rock Tease. Joke of the day. Ah. Let's go. So four men are in the hospital waiting room because their wives are having babies. A nurse goes up to the first guy and says, congratulations, you're the father of twins. Guy says, that's odd. Because I work for the Minnesota Twins. A nurse goes to the second guy and says, congratulations, you are the father of triplets. Guy says, that's weird. I work for the 3M company. Another nurse tells the third man, congratulations, you're the father of quadruplets. He says, man, that's strange because I work for the Four Seasons Hotel. In the meantime, the last man is over there groaning and banging his head up against the wall. So they all go over to him and say, hey, man, what's wrong? He says, man, I work for 7-Up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. That was cute. That was cute. Is that Gary? That was cute, Gary. It was. I, I, yeah. I laughed off of that one. That was cute. And the man that was yeah. delivering the baby, it was, that was Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. And there was that general hospital. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Rocket, that was all right. That wasn't bad, though. Oh, was it? Come on, dog. <laughs> Think yeah. about that, dog. He was about to have seven babies. Yeah, because he worked, he worked with seven up, boy. That's deep now, boy. You came on with that one. Come on, dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Spencer K., what you got coming up next? Oh, man. How about a little bowl of toxic masculinity for breakfast? I got that coming up next. Man Law Monday, Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, y'all, Rick's Mountain Morning Show. Hey, it is about that time. Special K. Oh, yeah. A little... Breakfast time, bowl of toxic masculinity is what they call it. But I like to call it Man Law Monday. All right, so let me get some appropriate music and jump right into this. All boys, age 16 and up, you need to be listening because I'm going to show you how to be a man. All right? (laughs) Right. If you ever have to share a hotel room with another guy, y'all got two beds, that's not a problem. All right? But if one of y'all takes a shower, the other one has to leave the room and go downstairs until you get out and get dressed. That has to happen. Why don't you just get dressed inside the bathroom? Okay. Or, or you can get dressed in the bathroom if the other dude can't leave the room. But you can't sit on the bed while he in the shower telling him to leave the water running so you can get in when he get out. No. That is a man law violation. No. Two guys here can go to a concert together. All right? Two guys can go to a concert together, but it has to be a rap concert. It cannot be Jasmine Sullivan or Beyonce or her. Like Two dudes can't go see her. <laughs> Two yeah, dudes cannot go see, go see Anita Baker. Oh, and then two yeah. dudes can't go see Maxwell. Nah. Speaking of music, a group of 10 or more guys can't be in a room and start doing the wobble or the cha-cha slide. It's got to be. Like, that's and, just and weird. The whip and the nay-nay. You can't that's do that the, either. No, two, you can't do a line dance when it's just guys. it got to be right. some women in, in the situation. All right? If two men go shopping together, 
Y'all cannot walk down every aisle at the same time. Yeah, got to separate. Right? <laughs> yeah, you got to separate, man. Just go get what you got to get. Throw you it in the car. Absolutely right. Yeah. That's just weird. Y'all might be roommates, but y'all can't like, just hey, go, I'm gonna go over there. Down every I'm going to go get the bread. Hey, man, go over there and get the beer, and then I'll meet you at the exactly. register. Exactly. And then when you get to the register, you know, whoever's going to pay for it, let them pay for it, and then the other one be headed out to the car. Yeah. There you go. You <laughs> got Speaking to, you of got cars. To know how to move. Right. Speaking of cars, if two dudes are riding in the car together, and one looks over and the other one is crying silently but profusely. <laughs> you got to pull over and just get out the car and let him finish. Let him work that out. Like, you can you say, can't, what's you up? Can't be like, you can't be like, you can hey, say, dog, you straight. Yeah, you got to say you straight. You can't say, hey, what's the matter? You got to say, hey, dog, yeah. you straight. That's all you can say. And you got to hit him on the shoulder real hard and squeeze him just like, hey, dog, you good. So you good, dog. You yeah, good. Yeah. A like lot that. of y'all would probably never find yourself in this situation. But if Mike Tyson uses two fingers to mush you in the forehead in front of your woman and your kids, you got to take the fade and go down swinging. Yeah. Now, if he punch you, just stay down. Uh, you're probably not going to have a choice if he punch you. But if he mush you, you got to fight Mike Tyson. Yeah. I'm sorry. You got, if, I'll grab, if I'll grab his shirt and, 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 and just get tangled up with him until somebody you, come break y'all you, up and make you, you feel like yeah, you're finna you, do you gotta something. You got to do something. You can't just take right. that. Okay, if you're at a cookout, you can't tell another grown man, break me off a big piece of that meat over there. <laughs> you can't nah. ask another man to break you off a piece of that meat. Mm. Yeah, I have him like, and hand me that the sausage right there, the big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, give me that. Yeah, no, no, it's oh, not going to. You just got to point at it and, and just hope he understands. You can't even point at it. You just have to let him, man, whatever, whatever you got is good. Go on to the next Unless one. Both of your Go arms on to the broke. next one. All right, if a grown man smells good, if another grown man around you smells good, you can say, hey, man, that's a nice cologne you got on. But you can't lean over to get a better sniff. You can't you can't yeah. lean in and put your nose close to his neck to say, mm. You cannot. And, you, and then you can't say, mm. Like, you can't do you that. Cannot. You can't go, mm, that smell good. And finally, men, if you are at a lady's house for, like, only the first or second time, meaning it's somebody you're just casually dealing with, um, and you go in her bathroom and you sneak a, you sneak a, you know, a little deuce drop in there and the toilet overflows, <laughs> you have, you are within your rights to set the bathroom on fire to cover your tracks. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, you can start a fire in the bathroom. Okay. Because you can't come out and say, hey, do you got a plunger because I got a problem in here? Because that's going right. to be the end of y'all situation. You can't do that. Yeah. Now, if it's somebody you've been with for a long time, that's different. But if it's your first or second time and you go and her toilet stops up and you got... Or keep no. your bathroom kit somewhere. Well, how about what, hold it until you get home? Do? Huh? huh? Hold it until you get home. What if you ain't got no choice, Maria? What if you went to the wrong place nah, and you ate? Gotta, you got to train, you train your bowels. Ooh, Thank there you, you go. You really Thank do. You, yes. you, you really do, guys. Yeah, the, the yeah, rules. You just the, can't the, be going on nobody's house doing that. That is yeah, just the story is don't do it. If <laughs> yeah. you got to run outside, spit, yeah. If you got to run outside and go by your car <laughs> with them dogs, squat, <laughs> go in the dog gate. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I just gave birth to my second grandchild. Beautiful little girl named Levi. Levi's beautiful, but I told my daughter that I think to save the next generation, we need to go back. We need to go back to real names. The baby should have been named Betty, Phyllis, Geraldine, Ruby. See, 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 we moved too far. You know what I'm saying? You know, we we, we need some more Charlene's. You know, we, we've got to take it back. If we're going to change the world, bring back Johnny May and Jeanette. <laughs> Come on now. That's real talk right there. Hold it. Half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the teeth. 
It's Gary, baby. Gary has the tea and the color of the day. What up, Gary? Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning, you. It's Monday, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Ricky, R&B singer Tyrese, y'all, he took to Instagram recently, y'all, confirming and asking, y'all, for donations and prayer awards, y'all, to help gospel singer Kim Burrell. Now, according to Tyrese, y'all, they're saying that Kim is suffering from pneumonia in both lungs and uh, and worried sick about missing shows and losing money. Now, they're saying Tyrese told his fans Kim has pneumonia and both uh, of her lungs. He said, I'm freaking out and I don't know what to do. He said the singer-actor didn't ask fans y'all to donate money to Kim. He explained that she had to cancel five shows and she's stressed out Ricky about it, but he just wanted to have more than enough money to where she don't have to worry about the shows if she could um, just focus on resting and recovery. He said, quote, she's on PayPal, cash out, Ven- Venmo, Zell. He said, just do whatever it takes, honey, to get some money into mom to make sure that she's okay, he added. Then he asked y'all, all those who can't afford to give her money, just give a prayers, Ricky, he said. He said, that's all he wants you to do. But Ms. Kimberell responded. They say she responded by telling her fans that she's definitely okay and that she doesn't need anyone's money, honey. She said, um, good late evening. She said, I'm so happy to report that all is well. As most of you know, there's nothing that Aunt Tyrese wouldn't say or do for me. Everybody, please relax and continue to pray for my recovery. She said, I love you all, unquote. Oh, that's nice. Okay. That is nice. So she said she's okay, Ricky. Why would Tyrese do that then if she's okay? I mean. He probably didn't know. Yeah, and you know I mean, you probably don't... know, but you know, people have pride at the same time, and yeah. don't, you know, don't want people to uh, worry because, man, you know, people start calling and texting. She won't ever get any rest, so yeah. she just probably don't want people to worry. Yeah. Well, I hope um, everything is well with Miss Burrell, honey. And you know, like the old folks used to say, the pride comes before the fall. So hopefully, you know, she's okay, and you know, she don't need no money, like she said. That is what they say, Gary. Yeah. So. All right, moving on in other celebrity news, y'all. Nene Leakes announced that she is engaged, honey, to fashion designer Narcelona Shire. Oh, wow. They're saying the widow mom of two shared a photo of her beautiful engagement ring on her Facebook page. She said there's, but the thing is, everybody's excited about it. They said, but there's one problem. He's still married. Now, they're saying the couple share a minor child to get him and his wife, Miss Maloney, and they're saying that they are definitely still married. Now, Mr. Naya Sela, um, he's six, and he filed for divorce from his estranged wife back in 2022 after um, six years of marriage. Now, they're saying his wife subsequently sued Nene. She sued Miss Nene Leakes for stealing her husband. Now, they're saying Maloney sued Nene for only $100,000 back in 2022 for alienation of affection, also known as the home record lawsuit. Now, they're saying that the alienation of affection is recognized, honey, in multiple states, including North Carolina, Mississippi, and South Dakota, but not in Georgia, where Nene resides. Now, alienation of affection lawsuits are usually filed against third-party lovers, but anyone that interferes with a marriage can be named as a defendant, such as parents, in-laws, clergy members, and even therapists who recommend divorce to a deserting wow, spouse. Wow, really? That's right. So all y'all just, honey, stealing husbands and doing all that stuff, honey? Y'all need to hear that and stuff, though. But congratulations to Nene. You know, if she's definitely engaged, congratulations, because she deserves love, um, Ricky. She's been a widow for a while now, so she definitely needs, you know, somebody in her life. And, you know, this man she's been dating, so congratulations to her. So there you have it.
All right, the Kahlua today, honey, is one of my favorite Kahluas. My Kahlua today, y'all, is Reliant. On the high end, you say Reliant, and on the low end, you say Beautiful Gold. That's your Kahlua for today. All right, y'all give it up for Gary with a T. Hi, Reese Madden Morning Show. I got your wake-up call. 8669 R I C K E Y. Here we go. I'd like to tell my son, Sean Murray and Sean Murray Jr., my grandson, wake up, wake up. It's time to go. My name is Elise. My name is Amaya from West Palm Beach, Florida. Wake up, y'all. We want to wake up in Harbor, Michigan, Grand Rapids, Michigan, from Nicole, Kalora, and Harmony. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Good morning. I want to wake up the whole St. Louis, especially my kids, Skylar, Carter, Joy, Dominic, and Kai. Because they wouldn't let me get no rest last night. Wake up, wake up, wake up. And listen, tell Ricky the, the solar fences, and I would like to do a duet with him Saturday, if it's possible. I want to wake up the whole entire world, waking up with the yes. solar fences to the King Ricky smiling. Greenwood, yes, wake solar up. Prison, you show wake up, up. Just show wake up. up. Solar wake prison, up. we're going to do it. Dallas, wake up. In Chicago, wake up. ATL, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. I'll see you backstage. You just don't meet me there. Beat me there. All right. All right. <laughs> all the same to be about you, bye. At Sherman, we believe everyone deserves a better bathroom experience. That's why we make irresistibly soft and strong toilet paper. We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Sharman? There it is, y'all. Coming up next, man, we're going to be talking to the one and only Miss Burt. Up next, we can smile the morning show. The one and only Miss Burt. Hey, Miss Burt, how you doing? I do pretty good. How you get yourself so away from here? Are those the grandkids? Uh-uh. My granddaddy person about the dog here in this house. Don't got the cages. Got the whole house smelling like dog. Smelling like, smelling like what? Like dog. Like oh, oh, no, you can't have that, Miss Burt. Ain't nobody going to want to uh-uh. eat over there. He's somebody he want to get the dog, so he going to get and make puppies with it. Dog look like he ate it too much. Miss <laughs> <laughs> uh, Burt, what kind of dog is it? I don't know what it is. You know, I don't tell get the same thing. Tell about they pick boo. <laughs> Whatever you call it. You know, got the cage. It ain't nobody here to catch him. What'd she say? I've been running this dog since 7 o'clock this morning. <laughs> ain't nobody there to catch him. Uh-uh. I don't tell it going. I've been here since 7 this morning running out of here. Open, open up the door and try to let him run outside. Yeah. If he run out that door, he said I ain't going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never come back, Miss Burt. You right about that. You right. What, he what went this? outside. He so ain't gonna come back in here. Uh uh-uh. uh. So so he, so so they, the 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 dog uh, supposed to be having some puppies or something. Is he gonna give you any of the money when the dog when he sell the puppies? I don't know what he gonna do, Ricky. But I know that dog got to get out of here. You know we don't cheat no dog with no hives now. No, no, black folks. We we kept the dog where uh, special care in the backyard tied yeah. to a tree. But now tied what they do now? That tree. Yeah, they put the dog in a cage and have him in the kitchen. 
He ain't got him in the kitchen, uh, do he? Uh-uh. He got him out there in the, the living room. Oh. But we used to put our dog out there and tie him to that tree. And now you get through it, you go out there and throw the pot out there too. <laughs> but the, yeah, that's right. The leftover they used to call it uh, a slop bucket. Uh huh. Keep yeah. it in the kitchen with a piece of. Keep it in the kitchen with a rag up under it. So you yeah. won't waste none on the floor. Is he housebroken? Is he is he using the bathroom in the house? I don't know what this thing is, but I know he got to get out of here. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because your house can't be smelling like that, Miss Burton, especially when you're cooking food for the church. Uh-uh, because they're going to make around and kick me out of there. Yeah, yeah, you can't Yeah, you can't cook because y'all got men's day coming up, right? Uh-huh, men's day coming up next next week. And you know we got us at the versus down here in that land on April the 1st. Oh, okay. How long those ushers, uh, and, and you on the usher board? Uh-huh, they don't put me back on there because you know I got a new church now. Oh, you got a new church? Uh huh. Since they kicked me out of the boat, and I had to go find me a new church to go to. Mm. I can't believe you left that church. You've been at that church your whole life, Miss Burt. I know. I've been to Usher all my life too. But when they told me I was too slow, I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you, they saying that you're too slow. Well, what do they want the ushers to do? You know, as soon as somebody fall out, they want everybody to run out there and wrap them up in them sheets. But I yeah. can't get up there like I used to no more. Uh-huh. They told me they were just going to put me on passing out the thing. And I oh. told them that's all you want me to do. I'm going to have to go on because they ain't doing the long swing. That's right. That's right, Miss Burt. That's right. You got the usher. If, if you was born the usher, you got the usher. Ah, <laughs> to the day he called me home. That's right. Miss Burt, if, if, if anybody. Standing back and hold that door, though, when, when people try to come in while the pastor preaches. Oh, yeah. Uh, somebody got to get yourself away from here. Somebody got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Miss uh, Burt, uh, a lot of members been complaining that they've been standing in the foyer a little too long, and they doing devotion on the inside too long, and people get tired of standing in that little room. Uh huh. That's how they put Mary back there by that room that night. You know, I just passed out the fan, but she don't move no fires in me. Huh. That, well, Miss Burke, we glad that you're doing good. We glad you found a new home. What's the name of your new church and pastor? St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church. Home for nobody but the good Lord's will. And we got Reverend Davidson. That's the new pastor. Oh, Reverend Davidson. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. It is such a pleasure to have you on, Miss Burton. If anybody want to see your videos, let them know how you can be reached. Tell them all they got to do is go on the internet and look up the Will K show. When they see I know you right, they don't find the right place. There it is. Y'all giving up for Miss Bird. Miss Bird. Morning's not a morning show coming up. All right, uh, Black Tony, what's up, man? Uh, uh, what? I'm so well. Hey, right on. Are you going to make it today? Uh, I'm so set right on. Are you going to make it to work? I want to. I don't want to come to work today. So I don't really want to come to work today. Oh. Every time, so it's always song. Yeah. It's well, always song happens. So this ain't even my fault, really. I, I mean, <laughs> so my grandma. Look, my grandma. My grandma meant Biloxi for the weekend. She wanted Biloxi for the uh, the gum. 
So wow. I'm I'm here at the crib, you know what I'm saying? I got the crib to myself, so I had a little chick. I had a little shot of spun tonight, you know what I'm saying? Look, I got a little thick, little, little thick, little chick, you know what I'm saying? Well, I had yeah. met her at a club, right? So she came home and spun tonight last night, but but this girl, man, she on some freaky, but she on some freaky. She a little older shit, too. She like almost 40, right? <laughs> yeah. And she look thick, you know, she kind of like thick, chunky, little, you know, little fat girl, man. She talking about she want me to do some freaky to her. Yeah. And so she was like, Black Town, I want you to put some little whipped cream and chocolate-colored strawberry on it. <laughs> so I put the whipped cream and chocolate-colored strawberries on her stomach, but I'm talking about a lot of whipped cream. I'm talking about probably the whole can of whipped cream on there, boy. Yeah. And she was like, you know, Black Town, I want to do something romantic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, shawty, we fell asleep. What? And I wake up in the morning, we done fell asleep with the whipped cream and the chocolate syrup and... Man, it ants and cockroaches everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you lying? Oh. No, so it didn't really happen. So she got bit up by them damn ants. And now her legs swolled up, and her chest swolled up, her face swolled up. And she talking about, she talking about I can't go no, she me I got to go to the family down and get on the Benadryl or something because she all swolled up. And I can't just leave her here like this and she can't go to work. And now I got to go get some, some roast break because all the roast break on. Cause you know my grandma uh, used all the roast bread her room, cause that's where all the roast be at. Cause she like to go in there and eat. She be eating no uh, noodles. Uh, she be eating them ramen noodles at night. No roast be up in there, man. So I gotta wait till five uh, dollars. They don't open up till eight o'clock. So they open at eight o'clock. I can go get some bug spray. But man, it ants uh, all over my damn pallet. You know I sleep on the pallet in the living room. It ants and roaches all up here, man. The girl legs swole up. She can't put her shoe on cause her foot swole up. Cause them ants biting her feet. That time just throw the whole house away. Throw the whole house away, dog. I'll be there tomorrow, I promise you. I I, I just got to get this straight right here. Man, you promise you coming tomorrow, man? Yeah, man. I'll be there tomorrow. There's just too much going on today, you right? Like you, you, can't even put, you can't even hold it together. You lie. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truth collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. <laughs> All right, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday. That means another commentary on the state of black America with the National Urban League President and CEO, Mark Moriel. Good morning, Mr. Mark. Hey, good morning, Ricky, and good morning to your listening audience. And today's State of Black America focuses on yesterday's visit to Selma by civil rights activist and President Biden to mark that day, 58 years ago, on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, when those conducting a peaceful march and demonstration in favor of voting rights were beat senseless with billy clubs by Alabama state troopers. Known as Bloody Sunday, it compelled then-President Johnson uh, to send up to Congress what later became the Voting Rights Act of 1965. 58 years later, we are witnessing in the last decade a pronounced effort to roll back the gains that were fostered by the Voting Rights Act of 1965. In 2013, the Supreme Court undercut the Voting Rights Act by declaring an important provision of the act that had been on the books for, all, for almost 50 years unconstitutional. And that provision, which required Southern states with a history of discrimination to pre-clear or get the approval of the Department of Justice before they made changes in voting laws, was invalidated by the Supreme Court. Since then, thousands and thousands of bills have been introduced in state legislatures across the nation to make it more difficult for people to vote, suppress the vote, to impose restrictive voter ID uh, requirements, to make lines longer, to deny elections, to gerrymander lines, to suppress and restrict the ability of black voters and brown voters and disabled voters and young voters to be able to participate in American democracy. We are fighting and we must fight these efforts. This year alone, 2023, this year alone, and we're only into the first week in March, there have been over 150 bills filed in 32 state legislatures across the nation to, if you will, suppress the vote or make it more difficult for people to vote. Each of us must know what the status of things are uh, in their own state. The best reference point that we use at the National Urban League is the Brennan Center for Justice. Their website monitors and catalogs this important information. Each and every one of you who are listening this morning should know the status of things in your state so that we can push back. Now, at the national level, an act of Congress, a new John Lewis voting bill, a new Freedom to Vote Act would stop this suppression in its tracks. But thus far, and we have the president's support, and we have almost universal support amongst Democrats, but due to a Republican blockade, intransigence, and opposition, we have not been able to get those bills through the Congress. So we have to fight anew. Uh, we have to re- re-energize our fight and our battle to fight for voting rights. So towards that end, uh, I'm in Washington, D.C. today uh, with uh, almost 500 Urban League leaders from all over the nation. We'll be at the White House this afternoon, at agencies tomorrow, and on Capitol Hill tomorrow and Wednesday to press voting rights, police reform, economic inclusion, education, and a range of issues that are on the Urban League agenda. Those of you who cannot be in Washington, have not registered, you can participate in a part of LPC, the Legislative Policy Conference, virtually tomorrow 
Go to our website at www.nul.org to be able to tune in and be a part of this important effort. This is about our voice. This is about our vote. This is about our advocacy for the types of changes and for the type of protections and to stand up for our constitutional right, our right to vote and for economic participation in this nation. So that is the state of black America for today, Ricky. I'm Mark Morial. Follow me across all social media uh, platforms at Mark Morial or at Nat Urbanly to be part of this conversation and so that you, too, can be a part of the fight. All right, man. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the State of Black America with former New Orleans mayor and Louisiana State Senator Mark Moriel, president of the National Urban League. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Thank you Mark. Very much. I will talk to you next Monday. Morning, it's the morning show coming up. Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the teeth. It's Gary, baby. All right, Gary has the tea and the color of the day. What up, Gary? Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Monday, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Serena Williams, y'all. People are saying that Serena Williams' face is looking much, much different, Ricky. And they're saying this is not in a good way. Now, she was recently spotted, y'all, out in Los Angeles with Kelly Rowland. And they're saying, baby, the paparazzi snapped some pictures. And they're saying that Miss Williams is looking bizarre. Now, hold on. I got to swallow. What? Yep. You got a what? Uh, I had to swallow. You just needed a drink of water to clear your throat. It's fine. And I was scared I was going to choke. It's okay. You got it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they're saying, y'all, that Serena has gotten multiple facial surgical procedures, allegedly. Now, most recently, they say she's been um, getting fillers, honey, around her eyes and her cheeks. And they're saying the many procedures have given her a swollen face, which looks very unnatural. Now, they're saying she definitely has overdone it. Now, they're saying Serena's fans across the social media fear, y'all, that the tennis superstar may have done permanently destroyed her beauty with too much blotched plastic surgery. Now, they're saying beauties like Lil' Kim, Vivica Fox, and Jada Pinkett Smith all went too far with the plastic surgery and destroyed their faces, but they're saying they hope that Serena hasn't gone too, too far, you know, where she could kind of recover from it and stuff. And they got pictures out there. And I don't understand it. I mean, you know, I mean, she did, if she did it, allegedly she did because she wanted to do it, but I just still don't understand why, you know, some people, you know, they can't see that, you know, the stuff just not, don't look right, you know? I mean, I mean, and, and men are doing more surgery now than women as well. I mean, would you do any surgery on yourself, like put yourself more, some bigger calves or bigger pegs or do something? No, I'm not doing face? that. I'll just work out to do that. But, I mean, there are some little small, teeny, tiny things, especially if you're in the industry and you got to be on camera to make sure that you can uh, do your job and do your job well. You know, or look well doing your job, especially when it's television and film. That's something different. They almost have to have it, Gary. Yeah, for, for the most part, though. I mean, Maria, Special K, Roxy, would y'all do something to y'all's face that make y'all look better? Um, I'll be too I, scared. Like, yeah. something gonna yeah. backfire, something gonna go wrong or whatever. Like, I'm like, man, it is what it is. What you I have do? seen Serena, and I love her as a person, but I, it does, she does look really swollen. Her nose is different. She just doesn't look like she did 10 years ago. It just seems like it's a like I don't like hospitals, needles. If I go get my teeth cleaned up, I'd be going to get uh, under sedation. Yeah. And it's material in your face. Yeah. Y'all finna kiss this one lady. She didn't tell me she had certain her whole face came a loser. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whatever was holding it in the back, it popped. Oh, wow. <laughs> you had to pick it up. Face off. All right, baby, for the face. 
All right, y'all. Moving on in other celebrity news, y'all. City Girls rapper Baby Miss Young Miami says, honey, that she does not want to get married because men are not faithful. Ooh, oh, congratulations. She said, I don't want to get married because I feel like men are not faithful. She's saying on her Instagram live, she said, I take everything personal and I will never forget, honey. She said, my husband cheats on me, honey. She said, I'm going to kill him. That's what she said. And she also said, you know, she's been dating Diddy, y'all. But they're saying Diddy has been openly dating other women as well, honey. The rapper recently... The rapper recently went viral, y'all, after detailing about, you know, her good sex, actually. She said she thinks that good sex is when you take somebody's soul. She said this on Mary J's show, honey. She said, when you feel like um, if you're taking my soul, I love you. And she said, I can feel you, unquote. Uh-uh. Rick, what's that about? Uh, Ain't nobody uh, trying yeah. to marry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Kay. What were you about to say? Ain't no- she shares a lot about what she's into. Yeah. Like, Rick... And we we both think Young Miami is attractive, right? Right. But could you seriously date her after knowing all the shit? I mean, all the all, all the stuff that she's shared. Yeah, the, the alarm going off. She, yeah. yeah, that's a, that, uh, listeners. We apologize. The alarm is going off inside of the building. They be doing these little uh, emergency uh, drills. Thing. The alarm yeah. goes off probably like three or four times a year. So it's one of those days. When I were you about to say, Kay? Yeah, I just said she has just shared so much. Like after Diddy, who, what man is gonna take her, like seriously to well, she's, be his she's wife? She's being honest though. Like, hey, yeah. she's not marriage material because she knows how she is. Well, if a man done took your soul, he done put you in a trance. So that's yeah. that's pretty serious to say that someone is taking your soul, not just my body, but like all yeah, of my emotions. That's, that's when you that, really, that's yeah, you, you're right, putting it down. Song. I might kill my ex <laughs> and the girlfriend's next. Yeah, you'd be right there singing that crazy song for real. <laughs> All right, y'all. And then my final story, y'all. Glorilla, baby. Her um, bodyguard is definitely speaking out. He said Glorilla was performing, honey, in a club or what have you. And, baby, somebody threw a bottle of water and hit her in the back, honey. And she fired her bodyguard. She said, honey, because she wanted him to go back in the club and beat that person down. And he said he wasn't doing that because that was assault. And he lost his job. That's not right. Why would she fire that man? You know, because the angry fan threw water at her. I mean, uh, he she, couldn't go. she need a street team. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 security guard probably licensed and stuff. He can't lose his license. So what you need, you got to go get Pookie and Robert Earl and Ray Ray now <laughs> to, to be with you. So if something like that happened, they can just go and go knock him down right quick. Yeah, because he said he wouldn't go back there and do that. He said, because, honey, that would have been assaulting. He would have been in jail, honey. And she would have still been performing and carrying on. So, yeah, hopefully he get another job with somebody, one of her colleagues, and, and live his life, his best life. All right, the Kahlua today, honey, is one of my favorite Kahlua's. My Kahlua today, y'all, is relying. On the high end, we say relying. And on the low end, you say beautiful gold. That's your Kahlua for today. All right. Y'all give it up for Gary with the team. <laughs> Here's what's trending on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Now, listen out on Saturday, Chris Rock headlined the Netflix first ever live stream event, uh, a comedy special called Chris Rock's Selective Outrage, uh, a title uh, he revealed to be a connection uh, to the one-year anniversary of the Will Smith slap. Now, uh, though he said growing up, you know, he grew up loving and rooting for Will you know, uh, Rock took time in his routine to slam him and his marriage for bringing him t- uh, to their drama. Listen. 
and people like, did it hurt? It still hurts. I got summertime ringing in my ears. Will Smith practices selective outrage. Everybody that really knows, knows I had nothing to do with that. I didn't have any entanglements. And then for people that don't know what everybody knows, Will and his wife was her son's friend. Now, I normally would not talk about this but for some reason these put that on the internet. I have no idea why two talented people would do something that low down. Everybody in here have been cheated on. None of us have ever been interviewed by the person that cheated on us oh, on television. Narrative. She hurt him way more than he hurt me, okay? Everybody called that man a called his wife a predator. Everybody called him a And who's he hit? Me. <laughs> Woo. Well, Chris genius. went on. Yeah, yeah, he went on to talk about the history with Jada and where the drama actually began. Years ago, his wife said, I, I should quit the Oscars. I shouldn't host because Will didn't get nominated for concussion. What the f So then I do some jokes about her. Who gives a f That's how it is. She started, I finish it, okay? Nobody's picking on this f She started this Nobody was picking on her. She said, a me, a grown ass man should quit his job because her husband did get nominated for concussion. And then this gives me a concussion, okay? <laughs> I love Will Smith my whole life. I love this. He made some great movies. I have rooted for Will Smith my whole life. And now I, I watch Emancipation just to see him get whooped. <laughs> Got me rooting for Massa, okay? And a lot of people go, Chris, how come you didn't do nothing back? Because I got parents. Because I was raised. And you know what my parents taught me? Don't fight in front of white people. <laughs> Genius. Yeah, dog. Oh, Genius. Yeah. <laughs> it might not just me as a, as, a, as a comic myself, especially K, you're a comic. What are your oh, thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think he, he pulled it together. Uh, nicely, he pulled it together brilliantly, and uh, he said what he needed to say, uh, and and you know he let him know. Uh, yeah, I said it, and he's, real. And he's standing on it. Um, I thought it was great. I thought he had so many hilarious moments outside of the Will Smith thing. I think even if he didn't talk about that, it was a really good special. And also, Ricky, I'm surprised at how polarizing the opinions are. Like, people are either way to the left or way to the right. They hated it or they loved it. So I thought that was really interesting too. Gary. I watched some of it last night. I like Chris Rock as a comedian, but I thought um, that he was very disrespectful to Jada by calling her out of her name, enough for one thing, and I think it was calculating. How dare he wait a year to do this and make all that money he made on this stuff? He should have been came out and said what the hell went down Well, with I mean, everybody has to do, do they hurt in their own time. Gary, don't you think? Yeah, but Ricky... You're hurting your own time. It just cost you $40 million, but yeah, that's good. Honey. And you know so, what, mm -hmm. Ricky? Also, you know, Jada is from Baltimore. I was trying to figure out why did he do it in Baltimore. So a lot of folks online were saying that was kind of shady that he did it in her hometown. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ass I mean, it. if you're going to do it, that's how you do it. Yeah. Well, my if you're going to go in, go all the way in. Go and jump, go do it right in your backyard. Right. <laughs> my friend Noel said she laughed four times. That was it. <laughs> she said she, uh, yeah. she laughed four I, times. She I laughed. thought it was funny. I thought it was genius. I thought it was a good clap back and, and uh, a good punch back, uh, you know, in my opinion. What you think, Rock? 
Yeah, man. Chris Rock is a genius at making tough conversations comical, and that's a that's a that's a gift. You know, Dave Chappelle does it well as well. So I, I thought it was. I mean, he was being Chris Rock. He's being himself. I liked it. All right, let's go to the phones. Eight six six nine. Ricky, good morning. Um, I think Chris Rock had a great comeback. Um, he was right on point with everything, and I'm, I'm ready to see him again. Hey, this is Babalo calling from the Queen City. Uh, I think Chris Rock did a great job with this show. Um, he proved his point. Um, everything that he said was absolutely true. You know, I think Jello had Will Smith tied up, but he definitely, he, he told the truth. Oh, he was right on point, and he was also right to wait to get paid. Yes, he was on point with that. That's all I got to say. This what it is. My opinion, Ricky, Rock T, Special K, even you, even you, Gary, we men first. Me personally, I think he he went hard. He went if it was it was fair, fair game. He 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 represented himself. But I tell you most of what I love about Chris Rock, he was a man. I, I, it's very very rare you you meet a man like him. I don't know if I would have stood up there like that, though. I don't know if I could have stood there being the man that he was, but he represented right. and showed me. He reminded me what a real man was. Oh, man, that was a good one right there. That was a good We appreciate that call. Good morning. Next thought. Some of it was funny. Some of it was kind of corny, which I always feel about his stuff. Um, I felt like he really went out to attack black women a lot. Nobody's really talking about that. A lot of his jokes was attacking black women. Um, and then he should be thanking Will Smith. Actually, he made him relevant again. Nobody was going to his comedy shows. White people made him the victim because they love tearing down a black man who has been seen as unproblematic. This is their chance to tear down Will Smith. And he's riding that way because he's making money off of it. And let's be honest, there are men out there that have been accused of being abusive to women who have asked for grace and moved on, yet they're still trying to crucify Will Smith for one slap when he's been largely unproblematic. So that's my thought. Special, special, special K, what are your thoughts on that call? On one slap? Really? <laughs> that, I mean, he slapped him on the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, that was a slap heard seen by <laughs> the world. slap heard around the world. Yeah, yeah that, wasn't, that, wasn't, that wasn't a slap inside a wall in the back of Walgreens. Yeah, it ain't like he slapped him out. Yeah, outside of a pool wall. He so so, so she said that he was uh, attacking black women. What did he? Uh, I didn't see the whole special. Because he, he? he called her out of her name, but. He didn't have to do that. It could have still okay, been funny he, without him doing but that. But he probably still has a lot of anger yeah. about the situation, and he's angry at her, and he was being he was being real true to himself. And it's comedy. And it's comedy. It's comedy. And maybe he felt like that. Because he made jokes about himself, right? You know, he talked about being pookie on uh, uh, New Jack City. He talked about uh, Will not doing Not doing scenes with his shirt off. And I mean... Y'all didn't feel like any part of that was a little bit of venting, though? There was a little bit of passion behind that and not necessarily jokes? But in that moment, he felt like that word was appropriate and he threw it in there. You know? He wanted it to hurt. He wanted her to feel some of what he felt when he got slapped in front of the world. Well, uh, black uh, women are really united on stuff like that. They feel like you call one black woman out of her name, and I, I say as myself, as a black woman, I don't think it was necessary for him to say that. He could have created just as much of a sting without calling her out of her so name. So he could have said this chick? I this think woman, it, it he could I mean, he could have said anything. But when, no, when, you're not, do, when you're writing a joke, when you're doing comedy, you use certain words, words that's for certain funny. emphasis. Yeah. I'm just right. saying how it might have made black women feel yeah. in that moment. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, but but you know, uh, uh, comedians do it all the, all the time. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, every single weekend, I'm talking about Lavelle Crawford earthquake. Uh, my all of us use it or whatever. It, and it, I would it, never. And Rick, I ne- I don't. I would never. You call a woman a in general in, conversation, in de- right? But you know, on stage, I might say it to emphasize a joke. Right. I can I can break down a joke right now to show you why the word be. Uh, could be used to make the joke sound funnier, uh, whatever. I, I'll, I'll break that down for you. When I understand, I definitely understand what you're saying, but I, I don't know uh, uh, if it's not a stretch to say that he was just going on an attack uh, on black women because right. to me, it, it seemed like he was going after Will Smith like hard. He made but- Will Smith seem like a, a B A N, if you know what I'm, if you know what I'm saying. If he, used a word, if he used that word at all, he should have used it to reference Will Smith, not not his wife. I, th- I think he did, didn't he, Kay? He did. did. He, he, made, he, he, he talked about how all these different people were calling Will Smith the B-word. and. But you know the difference between you, you or Ricky using the B-word on stage for a joke and make that connection? He has a personal beef. It's personal with him. So that's why I think it it felt like, you know, more of an attack on black women. No, it was an attack on Jimmy. Who was a black woman? In, no, it was on her in particular. She happens to be a black woman, but it was an attack on her. He felt animus toward her. I think that it was because he. I understand both sides. I think it was because he sounded so angry when he said it. So that's why it seems like that's it was a little what bit I more was hurtful. saying. The whole venting thing. He was telling yeah. jokes, but that he had a little, a little anger, like he was getting it out. He was, he was frustrated, and which he's entitled to do because he was, he was the victim. So and he's entitled to feel and heal and express the way he wants to. And I thought, I think that everything that he said had purpose. Good stuff right here, y'all. More Rick's Final Morning Show coming up. All right, Rick's Final Morning Show. Hey, uh, talking about the whole Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock debacle. I want to uh, know what you think. Get at me, 866-9-RICKY, 866-9-R-I-C-K-E-Y. Was it on point or was it too much? Good morning. Okay, so I feel like, because I love all three actors, you know, Will Smith, Jada, and I love um, Chris Rock, too. What they said last night, it was re- it was real good, and it, it touched certain points because it all started with Jada, yeah. And my thing is, you know, being with the industry, you should be able to take, you know, what you say or whatever when it's being dished out. I am a black woman, and I do not feel like Chris Rock um, was attacking black women. He was attacking Jada Smith, period. Yes, my thoughts, if you watch the show in its entirety, uh, I don't think he was disrespecting women because he talked about his daughters and his ex-wife in a positive way. It was basically a build-up because he threw, like, little hints out about mad rappers. And when he got to that point, I think that word was appropriate because it expressed how he was feeling at the time. And he was able to get that out in a positive way. And it was only him on stage. So he, he he was entitled to do that. Oh man! Oh boy, y'all, y'all special K want to uh, rebut? Okay, so we're, I'm looking at one of the comments about what we're talking about right now, and this person said, you know, he had to process that incident in his way. And if this had been a woman that had been assaulted on national TV, nobody would be telling her to get over it and move on. He expressed his feelings through his comedy, and he was on point about Will's selective outrage, which was the whole point of the show. And that was one of the people who commented, and I agree with that. Did yeah, you hear that, he- Gary? I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Maria. 
No, I was just going to say and read some comments that were on your page because you solicited opinions for this last night. Uh, and one uh, follower, Tessa, she said she didn't watch it and won't watch it. He feels too comfortable degrading black women, not just Jada. And that comment got uh, 163 likes. Um, there are several other women on your post, Ricky, that are saying that they didn't think it was funny and that it was disrespectful uh, towards Jada. Now, like the caller just said, uh, they felt like it was more towards Jada, not necessarily black women. Um, and then some are saying we should just stop using that word altogether to describe black women, no matter how warranted someone may think that uh, that it is. Well, not that word. Y'all talking about the B word. Now, honey, the queens, we use that word as a term of endearment. So we don't try to attack nobody or anything with it. We, that's just something that we use. Context, that yeah. It you makes know. a big difference. But also, no, but Ricky, now, um, my friend Noel, like I told you, she just takes me again. She said, not only was um, um, Rick, Chris Rock, honey, attacking Jade, but he said, she said he also attacked Meghan Markle with those racism, um, about um, facing with racism from the royal family. So That he, wasn't an attack. That It was uh, a joke. Well, Using Meghan Markle's uh, he made, surprise that the Royal family was racist. He was. Well, he it had nothing to do with her. He as a made woman. light of racism, so you know. And they, oh, she also said that he uh, he the only person that doesn't see racism because most of his um, viewers are predominantly white. I think a lot of this has to do with the way everybody's just so sensitive. Period. Nowadays, like you know, back in the day, com- com- comics have a whole bunch of jokes. If you told these same jokes back in Eddie Murphy's and, and Richard Pryor and all that, we we wouldn't even be talking about it right now. I think it's just the whole climate is just sensitive right about now. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, y'all let me know what y'all think. Get at me at uh, Ricky Smiley Official. Uh, hit us up, man. <laughs> wow. Do we have a clip? Can we run that clip one more time today? Do we have any clips? We got time. I just want to run that, that main clip again, if you can find it. Uh, uh, I, uh, today, I'm going to sit down and watch the whole thing. Uh, now, now, Kay, did you? How was the funny element of it? Did you laugh out loud? I did laugh out loud a couple of times. I liked the uh, Meghan Markle thing the, with the whole royal family. I liked that uh, reference he made. I liked the way he ended it, of course. Um, I, the only part that kind of, kind of lost me was when he was talking about his daughter, you know, getting his daughter's being spoiled and rich and getting yeah. kicked out of school. And I think that kind of dragged a little bit. But other right. than that, I, I kind of liked it. I think it was a little cringy when he was talking about being with a 25-year-old and he wanted to... That part uh, was funny, though. Now, as an older I, dude, that was funny when he talked about being older and dating older women because it's less expensive than dating... I mean, dating <laughs> younger women because it's less expensive than dating older women because older women want you to get their roof fixed and young girl yeah, only wants right. sneakers. Yeah, I just... <laughs> the, the 25 just kind of threw me because I'm like, you know, that's your daughter's age. Right. All right, here's a clip. And people like, did it hurt? It still hurts. I got summertime ringing in my ears. Will Smith practices selective outrage. Everybody that really knows, knows I had nothing to do with that. I didn't have any entanglements. And then for people that don't know what everybody knows, Will Smith and his wife was her son's friend. Now, I normally would not talk about this but for some reason these put that on the internet. I have no idea why two talented people would do something that low down. Everybody in here have been cheated on. None of us have ever been interviewed by the person that cheated oh, on us. Hilarious. On she hurt him way more.
Lordy, he hurt me, okay? Everybody called that man a called his wife a predator. Everybody called him a And who's he hit? Me. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, y'all, more Rings About the Morning Show coming up. Man, we so excited. We got stellar award winner, gospel singer, producer, and host, Mr. James Fortune on the show. Good morning, my brother. Thanks for joining us. Thank you all so much for having me. Thank you so much. I'm so blessed to be here. Thank you. Listen, man, let's get right into it. You continue to outdo yourself. You got a new collaboration with Monica called Trust in God. How did y'all come together and put this thing together? Let's talk about it. It was amazing, family. Shout out to, you know, Roxy, Maria, Gary, Special K, uh, Gary with the T, of course. Uh, I want to say, because me and Monica did a song 10 years ago entitled Hold On uh, with Fred Hammond, which was Grammy nominated. Uh, we kind of, you know, me and Monica are good friends. We've been friends for a long time. So we were just talking like, you know what, it's time for us to do another song. Let's let's see, you know, what message God gives us, a message of hope and inspiration and encouragement to people. And uh, this is the song, Trusting God. And we got back in the studio and Monica's performance was absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal, uh, just an impeccable, powerful, encouraging performance. And the song itself with the message of trusting God is just something that, uh, and in Monica's words, as she told me, she said, James, the world needs this message right now. Wow. So, uh, James, now when it comes to collaborations, honey, Monica was your wonderful and a great choice. But who else would you like to collaborate with in the near future? Like maybe Shaka Khan or somebody? Yeah, I, I, I would love Shaka Khan. <laughs> she's amazing. She's, 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 hey, I'm, I'm definitely with it. You know, I've been blessed to work with so many people, Gary. Um, I think what's crazy is the one person I haven't worked with yet, and being that I'm born and raised from Houston, Texas, is Yolanda Adams. So that's another oh. collaboration I'm looking forward to. Yeah, like I've worked with just about everybody, but she's one of the ones that I haven't worked with. So I would say her. But um, like you say, Monica is just, she's so special and she's so real and she comes across in that way as she sings this song and all of her songs, really. Yeah, that and I, that would be a good choice, too. I mean, y'all right there in the same city. You and Yolanda. <laughs> right. And we've talked about it. It's just kind of one of those things that haven't happened yet, um, but I'm sure it will happen. But Yolanda's one of my favorite, man. She's the queen to me of gospel music, and uh, I look forward to working with her, possibly on this album that I'm working on right now. Oh, yeah. We got to make that a goal for 2023. We would love to hear that. Uh, we're talking to James yeah. Fortune, gospel singer, producer, stellar award winner. And, you know, the message and your music doesn't stop just in the recording booth. You're doing some great things in the community. You recently announced that you've partnered with Not Our Girls, Inc. and its founder to raise awareness about human trafficking. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's an organization, like you say, based out of um, Atlanta and reached out because there was a young teenager who was missing. Uh, and she saw that I was doing a lot of, of social media posts and things trying to locate this teenager who had been, you know, put into the sex trafficking, um, you know, crime system. And so I, I, I was doing a lot of research interviews. We, we found her. We were able to get her back to her family safely. Uh, and then this uh, organization, Not Our Girls, based out of Atlanta, reached out to me and was like, you know, tell me what they're doing, just educating parents, educating teenagers on some of the things that happen, how girls end up getting into the human trafficking industry. They think a lot of times it's just homeless girls or just girls who are, who are runaways, but that's not how it happens. It happens through job opportunities, uh, supposedly job opportunities and things like that. So shout out to Not Our Girls because it's a, an absolute amazing organization. So many girls are being rescued and educated and just taught about the importance of staying away. And we're putting an end to human trafficking and it's based out of Atlanta, Georgia. I love it, man. I love it, man. James, man, so you you also hosting a live Instagram talent show 
on Monday. Yeah. So who who are you yeah. looking for, and how do people sign up for this? You know, it's amazing. You go to uh, fortuneslifetalent.com and sign up. Um, but it's really something me and my, my good friend Isaac Curry do on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And what we do is that we give people a platform, and you get any talent. It could be, you know, comedy, singing, uh, spoken word, uh, dancing. And we give them a chance just to get in front of thousands of people, you know, 30,000 people every week. And they're able to just, uh, you know, show their talent. Some of them have been signed. Some of them won Grammys and gone on do great things. Uh, other ones, you know, they still got a lot of work to do. So we give them that we give them that real big brother uncle advice on how they can maybe get to the next level, or maybe if it's something they need to uh, pick another another gift to, to work on. But we have a good time. It's we call it family fun and a little foolishness as well. Because we definitely gonna laugh. All right, so let's get into it, man. We we didn't chat it enough. It's time we want to hear this trusting yeah. God song with you and Monica. So go ahead and share yeah. to everybody. How can they follow you? And then right after that, we want you to introduce this song. Absolutely, family. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at it's Mr. James Fortune. It's Mr. Mr. James Fortune. This new song is available now. Listen, it's faith over facts. It's not always what you can see, but it's about trusting God even when you can't see it. Here's a new song by myself and Monica, trusting God, right here on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Give it up for James Fortune. Thank you, my brother. Thank y'all so much. Love this time I don't have the. Front page, about to get ready to go down right now. Maria Moore, what's happening? What's up, Rock T? It's being brought to you by the Capital One Quicksilver card. Earn 1.5% cash back on every purchase. What's in your wallet? Details at CapitalOne.com. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Monday morning news. President Joe Biden visited Selma, Alabama on Sunday to commemorate the 58th anniversary of the Bloody Sunday March, which galvanized the civil rights movement and led to an expansion of voting rights. Biden stopped and Selma came as he and fellow Democrats have struggled to pass their own sweeping voting rights measures, which is being met by opposition in a newly Republican-controlled House. In other news, a Florida man is dead after rinsing his sinuses with tap water. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the unidentified man did this daily using unboiled tap water causing an infection. Officials say the source was a brain-eating amoeba. This is the first-ever case reported in the U.S. during the winter. Lastly, 20 years after its inception and six months past its initial launch date, the International African American Museum will open this summer in Charleston, South Carolina. According to a press release, the museum will officially open its doors to the public on Tuesday, June 27th. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick look at news. For more on these stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what's going on in sports? Well, let's start off with Memphis Grizz. John Morant apologizes for the video that surfaced of him live on his own Instagram. Instagram at what appeared to be a strip club. He was waving a gun around in the camera. He takes full responsibility and apologized to his family, his fans, the Grizzlies, and the city of Memphis for his actions. The Grizzlies have suspended Ja until further notice. He said that he will take this time away to, to get some help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and his overall well-being. And, and Stephen A. Smith uh, said it the best. He, he, he took the words right out of my mouth, man. So here, here's what Stephen A. had to say. You know the answer to that, bro. It's not worth it. You're a superstar basketball player. You represent your organization. You represent your family. You represent your city. You've got to be mindful of all of that. It's never off. And last but not least, his dad. 
to T. Moran. Nothing but love and respect for you, sir. You are his daddy, not his friend. Period. Listen, you got to move better. I know he's 23 years old and, you know, even his, even his, his group and his crew, the people that he hangs around, his inner circle is uh, also, you know, part of his responsibility to say, man, come on, you got You can't be doing this. So hopefully he learns, take this time and, uh, and comes back better and more sharp mentally. Uh, last but not least, man, Lamar Jackson still does not have a new contract. Tomorrow is the last day for the Ravens to place him on the franchise tag if they choose to. He still does not have an agent either. He's representing himself. So we're going to see, will Lamar Jackson remain the quarterback of Raven Nation or will he sign with another team? It's going to be exciting to continue to follow this story. Rock Tease is who I be, man. That's my quick sports support. we got the hot spot coming up next. The hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot and it's the R-O-C-K-T. Putting it down for the Bratman. Music, uh, movies, and more is the hot spot, and I'm going to hold it down for my girl real fast. Creed 3 dominated the domestic box office over the weekend as Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut brought in $58.6 million. Deadline reports that this is the best opening for the franchise and the highest debut ever for a sports movie. Wow, that's pretty big right there. The film is expected to surpass totals for the previous two films as well, as Creed 1 saw $109.8 million statewide, uh, stateside, and Creed 2 saw $115.7 uh, Coming in at number two was Ant-Man and the Wasp, at 12.4 million and cocaine bear at 11 million. Anyone see cocaine bear? I, I gotta see. That. I was trying to go see it. I'm, I might go see it today. <laughs> I gotta see. I can't that wait man. to see that. I saw Ant Man. That was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. We went with the whole family. It's hard That's to mess good. up a superhero movie. All of them are good, man. Yeah. I, I'm definitely a fan of going to see Cocaine Bear, man. Just the name. <laughs> In other news, Lil Baby was uh, trending on Saturday night after he performed California Breeze at the 2023 Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. Although the rapper performed a clean version of the song, social media wondered why the rapper would perform a song filled with sexual explicit lyrics in front of children. One person tweeted, Lil Baby performing at a Kids' Choice Awards is like Yo Gotti performing at a back-to-school tour. <laughs> Somebody getting fired. <laughs> another, another person tweeted, Lil Baby performing at the Kids' Choice Awards is wild AF. A third person wrote, y'all worried about Lil Baby performing at Kids' Choice Awards, but your kids now know every word to Glorilla's song, and uh, listen, it ain't going nowhere anytime they really soon. Do. Listen, all the music nowadays is it's not really fit. It's, I mean, it is. It's ratchet, and it's criminal uh influenced so what do y'all expect and the kids gonna listen to it anyway no matter how much you try to keep them away from it. they know the words they right. but but why book him to do a show like that he's gonna be on sesame street next watch <laughs> oh. why why do that what's the win in that gary you have a problem with this you no i don't have it because you know the children today are not the children that we once were honey these kids today know everything honey all they gotta do is google it and pull it up honey so there you have it so let them children know those words so when they get to church, they can talk to pastor about them. <laughs> That's what they need to know. Yes, for. honey. Mm -hmm. There it is, man. Uh, last but not least, 50 Cent was uh, responding to Melly Mel saying that Eminem is only considered a top five rapper because he is white. 
50 wrote on his Instagram, there was more money selling dope than being in hip-hop when Melly Mel was popping. The culture was growing so much, I'm not sure if it would be uh, what it is today without artists like Eminem. I am not sure I would be who I am without him. But uh, you know it's competitive, so people going to be, they going to hate. LOL. Mm. Get the hell out of here, man. We sucker free. Listen, Eminem, I don't care if he's white, black, red, blue, purple, he definitely in the top five. In my opinion, I think he's a number one. Rapper, oh, greatest oh. rappers of all time, man. So it is. Oh, what it is, wait, whoa. No, wait a minute. Hold on, man. Yes, sir. Back up. Oh, I said you it. Need, I think maybe heard. top 20. I don't think he's yeah, in the top, top 10. Five. Yeah, I give him top 10. I give him top 10. Number one. Turn your mic off. No, man, you crazy. No. Number him, one. Him one, Jay-Z number two. No. Boy, you put Eminem over Jay-Z? That's that light skin talking. No. That's rock. No, man, because everybody got their own... Uh-uh. Reasons of uh-uh. well, we uh-uh. know when, that. When is Brat you know. coming back? Rocky, so you the first this. person in the history of the earth <laughs> to say that said something like Jay, that. Uh-uh. Put Eminem over Jay Z. No, oh, I bet, I bet I'm not. Let's put it out there. Are. Let's Super put it Dave, out there. Come get your yeah, boy, let's, man. Let's put he it on social media. Must be getting paid, honey. Say that, honey. Eminem cold, man. Why? What you mean, why? Why is he number one? Yeah.